you know, bypass your codes with with other code. They can figure it out. Shut up, kitty. I'd like to propose a toast. Welcome to Wines and Dolls, a podcast where Chelsea and Emily wine and talk about musicals. Welcome. Wine is a double on time Yeah. I'm like, have we watched all the spy films. We can figure it out. Yeah, they know how to figure it out. Anyways, hi Chelsea. Hi Emily. Welcome back. back. We welcome, welcome back to Binds and Dogs. Um, I've been drinking some um, yeah, 70, 70 proof strawberry sour mash liqueur. Um, it's called Sweet Revenge, and it's a lot. It's a lot. It's a the lot. The pink whiskey. Pink whiskey, y'all. Pink um, whiskey. Yeah, yeah. I don't think I could ever find that again. I don't know. I have still mm-hmm. a half bottle because it is strong as fuck. It. I've had. Oh, yeah. I've had some some of it today with champagne, and now I've got it in my. We can do it, Rosie the Riveter shot glass that I'm just kind of sipping out of. Um, because the amount of alcohols right now, I gotta go shopping. I don't want to go shopping. Uh, if you just come over to my house, I have I have some for you. Oh, okay. I have so much alcohol, Jesus Christ. Anyways, uh, we're going. This is part two, 1776. Yeah, the most boring musical in the world. The it's, eh. well, no, mm. I haven't seen every musical in the world, I but say, I'm pretty is, sure there's more boring musicals. A yawner, <laughs> he's a yawn, he's it's a, a yawner, it's a yawn. But what we said in the last episode, if you didn't watch, listen, whatever, if you're listening to us and you can't visualize what we're doing, then then you need to you need more creativity in your life. Um, so I imagine every time I listen to a podcast, I have imagination, so I see what's happening too. So yeah, if uh, if you saw what or we if said, you're a patron, you can see it. Yeah, if you're a patron, you can also see it. Um, you can also just see it. <laughs> if, you, if you didn't hear what we were talking about in the last episode on the the biography of the show, 1776 is boring because it's a bunch of old white men talking about the Declaration of Independence, and they just kind of yell at each other the whole time, and then sometimes they sing. But the revival is all women and they're uh, trans women, women of color, non-binary women. It is fucking cool. So it's on tour with um, uh, at the Hobby Center at uh, Tuts. You can order, get your tickets at Tuts um, July 20th through 22nd. And there's only four it's shows. next weekend. And I just realized no, I don't that. think I can go no, to any of them. It's not next no. weekend. This comes out July 14th. Oh, you're right. It's next weekend. This comes out the 14th? No, it comes right? out the, or the 16th. 13th. It's July, still next weekend. Look, July 4th is on a Tuesday this year. And then this ep- the first episode came out. So, okay, you're right, you're right. It's on the 16th. But it still makes it so the show is next weekend. Next not weekend. this coming weekend, but next weekend. Next weekend. I'm yeah. still not wrong. <laughs> yes. And also Correct. the closing of my show is those days too. And then I go into tech pretty soon after that. So oh, good. Yeah. We can talk about my so show young. this time. Oh my God. But first. No, you get next week. But first. Hey, Emily. Hey, Chelsea. Hey, Emily. What? What are, you, what, what are you drinking? Still drinking my coffee from last week. Are you serious? Lame. Yes, of course. Look at this cup. It's huge. Get you some. Oh, I guess you have to go to rehearsal. I had to go to rehearsal. It's funny though. Oh, I'm the drunk true. one. This I actually. Time. Well, I I can't drink alcohol right now for my yeah, tum tum. I know your tum tum. 
I guess I'm I'm the one in in I'm the I'm the drunk one this time, and it's definitely showing in the second episode. We're batch recording it's two me. episodes. Hi, it's, I'm the drunk I'm the one. It's me. It's me. Hi. So you're still drinking coffee? Some coffee. Hope your tum tum gets Co- better. Coffee. 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 Um, for my tum tum, which I don't think it will help my tum tum, but yeah. it's better than alcohol. Yeah. Uh, hey Chelsea. Hey Emily. What are you drinking besides sweet revenge? I have a little bit of water left from my oh good my Christmas cat's Mrs. Duncan cup. You oh, should. Nope, I'm, um, out. I'm, I'm out now. Yeah. Never mind. <laughs> I say you should spike your water with the sweet revenge, but nope, you're out. I'm also drinking um, sweet revenge right now. The the whiskey that is like should not exist. It should not exist. It's, y'all, it's 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 like Barbie whiskey. It is Barbie whiskey. Honestly, <gasps> oh my gosh. Oh my god! Like the bottle itself, like you need to put a decanter for it to be Barbie whiskey because the bottle doesn't look like Barbie whiskey, but it's pink whiskey. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like I was like, I saw it and I go, that is going in all the cocktails for Chelsea's lingerie party. Uh, no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Mm-hmm. It's happening. It and it happened. It did happen. We didn't drink all the wine that day because it was so hot. Wait, you don't have to say I know, and I felt bad because we were outside. I, I have a question for you though. Yeah. Okay, you don't have to answer it, but I want to know. Have you worn everything that you got from that party? Yes. Okay. But there was one lube that went missing, and it was the good lube it's that Amanda still got me. Missing. It's, still, it's missing. still missing. I have moved yeah. since then, and it is still missing. I'm convinced it either A, fell out, or B, somebody was like, oh, this is really good shit. I'm just going to swipe Swiper knows like who was at the party because like the host, the person whose house it was at, they I mean they, they didn't find it. They're not going to keep it. No, it, maybe. We, and know, I like, went back the next day and looked. When I go to sell my car or when I go to like turn my car back in because it's a lease, they're going to like do a thorough examination and find some really good lube on the ground underneath one of the yeah. seats or something. That's probably what it is. It's like um, in the seat cushion. But I did. I do have still. A, um, Amanda was gracious enough to give me also a gift card um, to the same location. I just haven't been back to go get myself some of that good lube. But I, I did. I, I got you it, a I gift card too. Money. I got James a gift card. You got James a gift card. I gave you yeah. a gift. I, gave, I got y'all a gift card. To Lilith's way? Yeah. I got you was the that, gift card. Oh, I thought that was I Amanda. I think she did too. I, got you, I gave you a gift card as well. Did I give it to James? I Maybe gave- I gave it to James. Anyway, it hasn't been used yet. Neither of them have been used yet, but I'm going to, I'm going to go. I'm going to go soon because I want to go back into town and I really, I'm, well, let's not, I'm in town all the time. I know you have time. to come into town, town now because you're so far away. I know. Uh, I know. I hate it. Anyway. Hey, you want to hey, ask Chelsea. me what I'm complaining about today? Hey, Chelsea. Hey, Emily. Hey, Chelsea. <laughs> what are you whining about? That I live so goddamn far away now. <laughs> yeah. You sure as fuck do. Everything is about an hour away for me instead of half an hour. Every, when I lived in Houston, like in the center of Houston, I was like, oh, everything is half an hour unless you're going to like the suburbs, then it's 45 minutes. Now living out here in Clear Lake, everything is an hour. Everything is an hour. Yeah. Everything's an hour. But I will say sparkling wine, my favorite Vietnamese food in all of the city is Nobi Public House, and I am literally two minutes from that place. Triangulate yourself. Okay, everyone. Two minutes Damn from it. Nobi Vietnamese. <laughs> there's your there's your <laughs> radius. Trying. Oh, no. I saw a really scary TikTok today where there's a guy 
who he will prove to, to teenagers that he can find anyone anywhere just based on a video. And people, parents will send him videos of where they are. So this mom's like, hey, find me. And she's just like, you know, in a parking lot somewhere. He was able to triangulate where she was within 30 minutes. I actually I can like, do that terrifying. Too. Like one of my friends posted, she sent me a TikTok. She goes, what bar is this? It's a bar I've never been to, but I was very quickly able to find it off the TikTok. And she was like in a parking yeah. lot. She was in a parking lot. And then there was like a CVS and a Wendy's and a water tower. He was able to figure out where in the United States okay, that was. I need to get better at my skills. Anyways, ask me what I'm whining about. Hey, Emily. Hey, Chelsea. What do you whining about? What do you, what do you whining about? I'm wow. whining about how the heat of Houston is <gasps> literally destroying the highways that I already am scared to drive. Wait, you took my wine from last week, except you no, made you it into something. No, you talk about this. I, t- I talked about the heat and the oppressiveness of it. Repairs underway after extreme heat caused road to buckle yeah, on I-10 yeah, freeway. Wait, East is that at Wayside. Yes, this was this was posted seven hours ago. There was another one that like <gasps> last or two weeks ago. Yeah, it's another yeah, another one that. is is buckling. I remember that one. I didn't know there was a new one on I-10. Jesus, I literally drive everywhere for my job. I'm on I'm on every major highway usually on Thursdays and Sundays doing drop-offs and pickups. And I drive all the time for like gigs, just getting to gigs in general. We're all over the, all over town. So I'm terrified that a sidewalk is going to buckle or not a sidewalk. I don't drive on sidewalks, but like the heat is oppressive as fuck here. It is oppressive as fuck. That's what I keep writing. Anytime anybody's like, wow, it's hot. I'm like, it's oppressive. Emily, are you ready? Are you okay? You know, I'm not okay. I'm not okay. But I, you know what I did get? What? I got a new guitar. Oh, that's a sparkle wine. I was like, side note, I got a new guitar. Because mm-hmm. I wanted I was, I was, wanted to retire my signed guitar mm-hmm. um, that my grandfather got me. And so it's it's hanging up on my wall. Um, one of the signatures, one of the good signatures actually started to fade. So I had to Mod Podge it. Hey, Chelsea, tell me about 1776. We'll do. We'll do. Act one. I'm going to name Sit the Fuck Down, John. That's the name of act one. To rock in the boat. As we rock, rock, John, you're rocking the boat. Sit down, John. Uh, we, yeah, open, sit down. we open on Congress in Philadelphia. How exciting. That's where my sister lives. Philadelphia freedom. I love, uh, uh. Okay. Yes, I know. I got to keep going. Okay. So there's many men in powder wigs. And I will say I, I watched community theater version of this. Many men white men in powdered wigs are sitting around arguing in their traditional 1776 costuming. Um, The set is pretty standard in every production that I kind of looked through um, of the OG where it looks like inside of a congressional space where in reality they would have been meeting in secret to write this declaration or to talk about this declaration of independence. The newer revival has a little more color in the set and in the characters. They are all women, like we talked about. They are people of color. They are trans. They are non-binary people in the revival, but all women identifying. And 
Um, this new revival has more exciting lighting and updated costuming, kind of Hamilton-esque, but still kind of eh-ish, Hamilton-esque-ish um, for the women in the show. The revival has a cast entirely, like I said, of women, non-binary, trans, and people of color, um, people who would not have necessarily been represented in the original signing of the Declaration of Independence. So I watched the bootleg version of a community theater because <laughs> that's what was available. I did search. I tried to find. I even reached out to Connor to see if she would give me some, like, she wanted to do, like, a little interview thing. And I was going to ask her, do you know if there's any bootlegs out there? But I didn't want to just come out and ask it. She hasn't even answered my first question. Anyway, she's a busy woman, so I didn't get a response yet, but that's okay. If I get one, I'll let you know later. Um, so I watched a bootleg of a community theater production, um, but I also refer to some of the clips from the OG and the revival that I saw just are like randomly out there on YouTube. So this um, community theater, I will say, is Staten Island Theater called Spotlight. Um, so it's like SI Friends is where you can watch this. I kept wondering while I watched this community theater production of 1776, where the fuck do the does this community theater get all these men? Like, where the fuck does this community theater get men that can sing? How? Because I'm, I'm currently music directing a show, and I've music directed shows before, and I've been in shows before, and not that this is necessarily community theater, but I've been in community theater where it's like, no men come out. So why are we doing male productions at all? Because men are not coming out for these shows. Anyway, I have opinions about that. But this community theater somehow found 20-something men, white men, to be able to do this show. And I will say it is only white men able to do that are in this show. And so it's infuriating to me in the first place. But whatever. So on May 18, 1776, in Philadelphia, the Second Continental Congress proceeds with business. John Adams, the widely disliked delegate from Massachusetts, is frustrated because Congress will not even debate his proposals on independence. The other delegates, preoccupied with the rising heat, implore him to, quote, sit down, John, in the song, sit down, John. Basically, in this song, everybody's telling John Adams to shut the fuck up because he's just being loud and obnoxious on the congressional floor. And I'm the alcohol's hitting real good. Mm-mm. Mm. Good girl. Yes, thank you. This is like what the show is meant to be. Drunk history, but <laughs> with musicals. It's meant to be drunk. Yeah. Oh, we're drunk history with it. With yes, yes. Well, we're also... And so they said, shut the fuck up, John. And then we have Katie Moore going... Shutteth, shutteth the fucketh upeth, John. They're not Shakespearean. Oh, sorry. It's, it's, not, it's only like 200 years, look, 300 years. This is 70 200 proof. something years. I'm drinking 70 proof pink whiskey right now, so... Let me, let me shutteth the fucketh upeth Johnneth myself. You're turning bright red. I You're know, turning I the am. color of that whiskey. <laughs> my okay, chest, continue. My chest gets red first. You can see it. If you're a patron member, you can see I my can red see, chest. I can see it. 
Keep your shirt on, Chelsea. Oh, what is my shirt? Uh, anyway. I just said to keep it on. <laughs> no, I don't want to. It's hot now. So John Adams denounces the do-nothing Congress in the song Piddle Twiddle and Resolve. So drive John Adams mad. You see, we piddle twiddle and resolve. Not one damn thing do we solve. Piddle twiddle and resolve. Nothing's ever solved in foul, fetid, fuming, foggy, filthy Philadelphia. John, John, is that you carrying on? John. Oh, Abigail, Abigail, I have such a desire to knock heads together. I know, my dearest, I know. Wait, let me say it again. Piddle twiddle and resolve. That's my favorite thing, piddle twiddle. Piddle twiddle. So anyway, in this song, he's just like, you guys do nothing. You fucking suck. It's a whole song that I didn't actually listen to. I was just like, this is kind of cute. Piddle twiddle. What a fun word. I don't know what he's saying. He's just like, y'all are doing nothing. So get on with it. And then the song kind of uh, goes on with him reading a, um, a love letter from his wife. Maybe not love letter. It's a letter. It's a letter from his wife, um, Abigail, who speaks to him in his imagination in the song Till Then. And this kind of becomes a combo. Piddle twiddle and then till then kind of combo into each other. His wife is basically saying, like, everybody's got dysentery. Everybody's got the measles. Now this kid has the measles, and this one is okay, but I'm not feeling so great. Anyway, it's not a, it's not a great letter. She's like, when are you coming back? Are you done yet? Um, and they end that song uh, by saying, for God's sake, John, sit down. And fun fact, that is referred to in Hamilton the sit down John. He says, sit down, John, you fat mother. And then they bleep the fucker part. So that is, um, sampled, (laughs) I guess you could say in Hamilton. Um, I was confused listening to these songs the entire time. And I wasn't even drinking at that point. Um, Adams is just yelling and whining about Congress and not listening to his wife. Who's like, yeah, everybody's got dysentery. And he's like, okay, whatever I'm doing stuff. But he just goes and yells at Congress. And I'm like, are you going to like, are you going to speak like a human? So anyway, whatever. I couldn't hate, I really, honestly, I couldn't hate this protagonist anymore. I really hate John Adams. He's just an asshole. So later that day. That's why he was a featured actor. That's why he was featured actor. Featured. (laughs) Nobody wanted to get that, give that motherfucker like any more limelight. They're like, you've had your moment. You can sit down. You can be... You can get that Tony nomination for a featured actor, not for a lead actor. I need another drink. Hold on. Oh, God, it's terrible. Later that day, Adams meets Delegate Benjamin Franklin, who suggests that because Adams is unpopular, I wonder why he should let another delegate propose a resolution on the independence. So he's yelling at Congress. Congress isn't listening because he's yelling Um, So Benjamin Franklin is like, maybe someone else should say what you're saying, because what you're saying is correct. Um, But we need somebody that's likable to say it. 
Enter, <laughs> enter Richard Henry. I'm sorry, Richard Henry Lee of Virginia. Um, he's a young, spunky guy full of annoying amount of energy. And um, he was summoned by Franklin Adams and Franklin persuade Lee to ask the Virginia House of Burgesses to authorize a pro-independence resolution in the song, The Lees of Old Virginia. You see, it's here, Lee, there, Lee, and everywhere, Lee, Lee. Social, Lee, political, Lee, financial, Lee, natural, Lee, internal, Lee, external, Lee, fraternal, Lee, eternal, Lee, the L-L-E, the family in the sovereign colony of Virginia. And in this song... In this song, he's singing here, the here, Lee, there, Lee, everywhere, Lee. And I'm like, this is so stupid. He's got like child energy in this song. And I'm like, this is the stupidest thing I've ever heard. But it's cute. It is cute. And he exits. Um, and the entire time, Adams is just like, oh, my God. He's Adams is actually relieved when Lee exits the stage after his song. And then they have a couple of moments. He and Benjamin Franklin talk a little bit. And then Lee comes back on Relieved stage. Relieved as we all are. Yes, as we all are. Yes. Actually, I like Lee. I think he's adorable. Um, okay. But then Lee comes back on stage out of nowhere and starts singing his song again. But this time he's riding like a little like stick horse. Here, Lee, there, Lee, everywhere, Lee. <laughs> and he starts singing. And he continues with that annoying energy on another verse. And the audience just is losing their shit. They think it's so funny. So anyway, um, that's good that that happens because there's not a whole lot of music for the next 30 minutes. So here's a fun fact, Emily. Are you ready for this? Sure. I'm going to take another shot. Yes, please. Mm -hmm. Oh, God. Girl, you need... Okay, you do need to be careful. How many Um, shots have you had? I'm going to slow down on it. I mean, I'm not shooting it directly. I'm just taking sips. I'm taking sips from my Uh, shot glass. Okay, 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 okay. Here's a fun fact about this portion of the show and why it shouldn't be deemed a musical. Scene three of 1776 holds the record for the longest time in a musical without a single note of music played or sung. Over 30 minutes pass between the song The Lees of Old Virginia and the song But Mr. Adams. The next song, in, which is the next song in the show. On the DVD commentary, Peter Stone says that he experimented with adding various songs in this section, but nothing ever seemed to work. And during this scene, dubbed Big Three by cast members, musicians were allowed to leave the pit, reportedly the first time in Broadway history that they were permitted to do so in the middle of a show. Stone <laughs> Stone also notes that people often told him that because of the subject matter and the large amount of dialogue, 1776 should have been a conventional play rather than a musical. Agreed. Um, and Stone believes that the songs create a playful, irrelevant tone that helps bring the historical characters to life. Disagree. I disagree. But I don't know. Change my mind. So, anyway. Now... <laughs> no. I won't. I'm not going to try. But literally over 30 minutes of just dialogue. And this was a community theater that I was watching, so it wasn't great. So I skipped ahead like 34 minutes and they were still talking. I'm like, where the fuck is this next song? Anyway, so weeks later, and you would love this, Emily. They used so many blackouts. They used blackouts. No! 
all the blackouts. No, fuck blackouts. I fucking hate blackouts. <laughs> I know you do. Jesus Christ. Every Wait, song. Wait, okay, this was the community theater, though, right? It was Staten Island Spotlight Theater. They may not even okay. be open anymore. I have no idea. But bless them. Bless them. Bless their hearts. Blackouts. They used a lot of blackouts. So weeks later... The new delegate, Mr. Lyman Hall, played by Connor Lyon on the tour of Georgia, woohoo, of of Georgia, arrives and is introduced to many important members of Congress, including Andrew McNair, the custodian, Stephen Hopkins of Rhode Island, Edward Rutledge of South Carolina, which is the person who got into deep shit that we talked about last time for for their their tea that they spill they spilted. Um, and Caesar Rodney spilling the tea. Yeah. And Caesar Rodney of Delaware, among others. As Congress is assembled, John Hancock, the president of Congress, notes that the entire New Jersey delegation has been gone for quite some time. A gloomy letter from George Washington, commander of the Continental Army, arrives by courier and is read aloud by Charles Thompson, the congressional secretary. Comically, the proceedings are interrupted when a fire wagon passes by. It's a like a, a you know, like fire firemen firemen go by. Um, shortly thereafter, Richard Henry Lee returns. Oh my God, Lee's back on his little stick horse, bearing a resolution for independence, and absolutely elated, John Adams seconds the motion to open debate on the resolution. Thank you, Lee. Your little cute, like, baby child energy has finally come into play here. So thank you for opening this and letting John Adams second it instead of having to go opposite with John Adams opening it. So John Dickinson of Pennsylvania, a conservative and royal apologist, immediately moves to table the debate because he's a little bitch. And the, the vote is close, but debate is ultimately approved, prompting Dickinson to denounce the desire for independence as an overaction, I'm sorry, overreaction to petty squabbles with Great Britain. I wonder how this show did in London. Like, I really, I'm going to go do some research on that now. I want you I to do like research. I feel like probably as, as well as like Hamilton yeah, I don't know, maybe a little less, not as as well, but yeah, interesting. I would yeah, be, I'll be, I'd be interested too. Yeah, do some research, Emily. Um, so the debate becomes more heated and personal, sparking a fight between Dickinson and Adams, and causing Caesar Rodney, who is also ailing from cancer, he's like dying of cancer. He um, he starts to swoon and collapses. Rodney is, uh, Caesar Rodney, who just has collapsed, is taken back to Delaware, leaving George Reed as their delegate's sole vote. Since Reed is a conservative, South Carolina's Edward Rutledge moves to quickly end the debate and vote on independence, knowing it is likely to fail. And at this moment, that's a really, like, shit thing to do, and Edward, um... Edward Rutledge is the role that uh, What's-Her-Face played, um, who had the the issues, who had the yeah. tea earlier. Um, What's-Her-Face? That's She's her voice. role. Yeah, that's her role. Yeah. So she played the shitty Carolina, South Carolina Edward Rutledge character. Um, 
At this moment, the new delegation from New Jersey arrives with leader John Witherspoon announcing he has explicit orders to vote for independence. Um, and Adams, now seeing a path to victory, pushes to proceed with vote with the vote uh, since ties are broken by Hancock and Adams um, believes Hancock is a firm believer in independence. So, and then somewhere in there, there's a dick joke that Benjamin Franklin tells. And I'm like, what the fuck, Benjamin Franklin? He tells a dick joke. And I'm like, did you really just tell a dick joke in 1776? There's like, (laughs) it's like serious, serious, serious. We're talking about serious things that happen. And then there's a dick joke. And I'm like, of course. Penis. Penis. (laughs) It can't be a bunch of white men on stage if they don't talk about their dicks at least once, right? So anyway, (laughs) thank you for cheersing me to that. Um, Dickinson suddenly makes another motion. Of course he does. Dickinson making those motions. It's not about the Dickinson, but it's about the motion of the ocean, right? So It's not about the Dickinson? (laughs) It's about that motion of the ocean, baby. Um, All right, continue. This is what this podcast was always meant to be. Um, uh, That any vote... So his motion that he makes is not a sexual one, but his motion is that any vote in favor of independence must be unanimous. Ooh, that's a game changer. So we got to be unanimous if we're going to vote on independence. That's a bitch move. The vote predictably ends in a tie. But Hancock unexpectedly, man, they had some really dirty names back then. Sorry, Dickinson, Hancock. I don't know. Anyway, um, (laughs) we're children. I'm a 36-year-old child. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Oh, my face is totally red. Uh, But Hancock, he unexpectedly votes in favor of union unanimity oh god words are getting harder to say i was really good at words earlier today the vote predictably ends in a tie i just reread i just read that hold on yes you hancock votes unexpectedly for unanimity so they got to be a unanimous vote it has to be unanimous yes it's got to be unanimous explaining that if the colonies are not unanimous in their opinion loyalist colonies will be turned against pro-independence colonies spawning a civil war. And we all know that never happened. JK, looking for a, a way to save the independence movement, Adams moves to postpone the vote to allow for creation of a formal declaration of independence that can be used in the courts of Europe to rally favor and assistance to the cause of American independence. This also grants Adams time to persuade the, um, I keep looking at what you're sending me and it's making me get off track. Um, I sent her a picture of my cat sleeping in my dog's bed. Now I can't (laughs) see stuff. Anyway, this also grants Adams time to persuade the anti-independence delegates to his side. So he, he makes the smart move. He's like, let's, let's wait on this. Let's talk about this. Let's not just put it to a vote right now. Okay, cool. Thank you. And again, the vote ties this time. Hancock votes with Adams as many in Congress would like to have a break. Before they adjourn, Hancock appoints a committee of Adams, Franklin, Sherman, 
Robert Livingston of New York and Jefferson to draft the declaration. The five argue about who should write the declaration, but um, uh, I'm sorry, the five argue about who should write the declaration in the song, but Mr. Adams. You want, you want, you want Mr. Adams, but Mr. Adams, the things I write are only light extemporanea. I won't put politics on paper, it's a mania. So I refuse to use the pen in Pennsylvania. So that, that that's forever. Our, yes, I know. Yes, 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 I know that. Yes. And can you imagine a song being in there? There would have been like five other songs in there. And act one would be 20,000 minutes long. So there's a lot of shit that happened, right? We could have had like a South Carolina sit the fuck down song, right? Could have had that song, but we didn't. just done a montage. Yeah, like a montage of sit sit down, sit down, South Carolina. Like a Spider-Man, Green Goblin montage. Oh my God, don't remind me. That was actually a really cool show, but like terribly written. Um, Anyway, so just within this argument about who should write the declaration in this song, uh, they decide on a reluctant Thomas Jefferson to write the declaration. Um, And then there's another blackout. So many blackouts. Blackout. Uh. <laughs> Emily's rolling her eyes profusely. Mm. They black out um, because it goes to a week later. So a week later, Adams and Franklin visit Jefferson. <laughs> Emily's rolling her eyes at me again. Mm. Jefferson has he spent the entire week moping about this decision. Fucking Jefferson. God damn it. Thomas Jefferson. What did I miss? Ooh, sorry, wrong song. Wrong musical going back to 1776. Let's be fucking boring. So Adams has sent for Jefferson's beloved wife, Martha. So Jefferson is moping. He has to write this declaration. And Adams says, hey, Martha, your husband needs you for inspiration. Come, come here. She comes into the scene. She comes onto the scene, and then I'm sure she comes a lot later because um, they start to make out. Jefferson and his wife start to make out feverishly, like, as soon as she gets on scene. I'm like, how do you safely stage this in a community theater setting when I know you don't have, like, an intimacy Intimacy coordinator? Yeah. There's There's not a Whitney for this, so... How do you safely stage this? They just, like, fucking made out all over stage. They, like, stayed upright, making out, and they walked around. And the entire time, Benjamin Franklin and John Adams were trying to get their attention. They're like, hi, I'm, I'm John Adams. Hi, I, and thank you for coming to, well, thank you for coming. And they just keep making out. And then eventually Jefferson picks up Martha and walks her off stage and they're going to go bang. So she's, mm. she's there to inspire him and inspire him. She does. So that's, that's the role of the women in this show originally. Yeah. Anyway, um, Adams and Franklin leave the young lovers in peace. And Adams alone, again, exchanges letters with his wife, Abigail, in the song, Yours, Yours, Yours. Come soon as you can to my cloister. I forgot in the feel of your hand. Soon, madam, we shall walk in Cupid's Grove together. And 
Like the Adam, not Adam Pascal, no. What's his name? There's a song. I'm yours. Jason Mraz. Jason Mraz. Thank you. I loved him so growing nice. up. Anyway, um, the next morning, and it's a really sweet song between them because she's like, well, now the other kid has dysentery and measles, but I still love you is basically the song. It's, it's, it's a sweet song. It's a really sweet song. The next morning, Franklin and Adams ask Martha how the deeply intellectual Jefferson wooed her, and she sings the song. He plays the violin. He plays the violin. He tucks it right under his chin. And he bows, oh, he bows, for he knows, yes, he knows. That it's high, 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 diddle, diddle, twixt my heart, Tom and his fiddle, my strings run strong. High, 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 I am undone. And this is the song that everybody loves because it's basically the only song that a woman has as a solo in the entire show. So he plays the violin. She talks about how he's very intellectual and he's 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 a boss ass bitch and but he plays the violin. Uh, and that's what really got her and, and won her heart. Um, in the revival, Jefferson is actually on stage playing the violin, which is badass. So this redheaded Jefferson wooed his young wife by playing the violin to her. Uh, this is one of the only songs for a woman in the OG version of this, in the revival, um, intermission goes right after this song, probably because it's so fucking good. So intermission goes here, but in the OG 1969 through all the other versions before the 2022 revival, there is one more song and one more thing that happens. So John Dickinson leads his congressional allies in defense of their wealth and status in the song, Cool, cool, considerate men. We say this is not of our choosing. Why so dearest losing? We cool. They depart, leaving Andrew McNair who is the custodian, um, the courier, and a workman in the chamber. And the courier describes how his two closest friends were killed on the same day at Lexington in the song, Mama Look Sharp. Mm -hmm. 
really sad. It's a really sad song. He's like, I almost died too, but I just watched my two friends die instead. <laughs> and then we go to intermission. This is the OG 1969 intermission. And that's intermission. My drink again there's just so many songs between like my time codes are all only like a minute apart yep after so long between yep the the 10 minutes between the lee's song and then the mr adams song uh-huh uh-huh, uh-huh. <sighs> yeah okay you ready to go on to act two yes please what are you naming it Oh, God. Um, Act two is called... I didn't watch this. I gave up. Act two is called (laughs) Fuck fuck Act Two. No, 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 no. How about... Let's... let's, It's called Fuck Act Two. (laughs) How about... Okay, okay. No, 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 no. Because I'm sure... I'm going to give... I'm going to give credit where credit is probably due that I haven't seen yet for the revival. Let's say Act two is called Baby, You're a Firework. Sure. Because it ends on July 4th. Anyway, act two. Jefferson is outside the chamber while Mr. Tom Thompson. Thompson? Who's Mr. Thompson? Did I Chelsea. Mean? I don't know, Emily. I don't. There's a lot of alcohol in front. Okay, anyway. There's a lot of alcohol in you and your notes right now. I can't help you. I don't know who Mr. Thompson is. <laughs> well, anyway, somebody named Mr. Thompson is reading the declaration of... Uh, the no. declaration that Jefferson has written to Congress. It's not, it's not Thomas Jefferson reading it. Jefferson's outside the chamber. Anyway, Adams and Franklin arrive. Why are they late to this anyway they're happy um they're they're men they're men they're late um they arrive delighted an exhibition of shooting by the continental army has convinced samuel chase and um maryland is going to vote in favor of independence because of this like thing that just happened 
Um, I feel like your Mr. Thompson was Mr. Thomas Jefferson and there was like a glitch in your typing. No, because Jefferson is literally standing outside the, the chamber while Mr. Thompson reads the Declaration of Independence. Uh, something okay, 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 something okay. else is afoot and I don't remember what it is because alcohol. Um, so anyway, they're going to get Maryland to vote in favor of independence. Come on, Maryland, get it. Oh, it was Glenn Thompson? Uh, sure, that okay, sounds continue. right. We're going to go with that. Um, they congratulate Jefferson on his work. No, it's Charles Thompson. Charles Thompson. Thank you. He's from, he's uh, in, from Philadelphia. I just Googled him. Speaking to your microphone. What? Sorry, y'all. Uh, it, his name is Charles Thompson. He's an Irish-born patriot leader of Philadelphia during the American Revolution and Secretary of Continental oh. Congress through its existence. That's why I he remember, was I remember it. this. So Secretary Thompson. What's funny about about what I watched, I remember this, is that he had a Scottish accent. He did not do Irish well. Oh, Which is harder to do. Like, Scottish is harder to do than Irish, in my opinion. <laughs> Irish, you just kind of drink you a lot. Change you change the state. You, just, you? you drop all your, you drop all your, your uh, consonants, and you just, you just smile into everything. And then you let it's your... It's funny, because... Yeah. I know, I'm just looking at it. His and John Hancock's names were the only two to appear on the first printing of the of the declaration. It's just... Interesting, because he read it. Such a fucking idiot over here. Yeah. yeah. Or maybe. Hey, <laughs> we're learning right now. Anyway, they congratulate Jefferson on his work, and Franklin compares the creation of this new country to the hatching of a bird in the song, The Egg. America, the birth of a new nation. We're waiting for the chirp. Chirp, chirp, of an eaglet being born, waiting for the chirp, 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 on this humid Monday morning in this congressional incubator. God knows the temperature's hot enough to hatch a stone, let alone an egg. This is a song, Emily. It's about an egg. And then you could crush it. It's so delicate. You could crush it. I was like, where's where, that's I don't I don't like that, actually. Never mind. You're I'm not gonna make for me that joke Emory. because at this point it doesn't fucking matter. Sorry. It sounds too bad. Okay. It's Continue. It's interesting though that they would compare America to an egg. It is very delicate. It could crack at any moment. Interesting. Happy July 4th, everybody. They debate which bird would best represent America. This is actually a really funny part because they're like back and forth with each other and Jefferson suggests the dove and Adams is like, no, it needs to be the eagle. And then do you, do you remember what Franklin, what Benjamin Franklin loves the most, which bird is his favorite and what he wanted the, the state, the like U S bird to be. I know, but do you know? I do. I do. Prove it. Tell me what it is. You don't I'm thinking know. it right now. No, you're not. But you definitely eat it at Thanksgiving. <laughs> I was about to say a ham. <laughs> That's right. That's right. The bird that Benjamin Franklin wanted to recommend is a fucking ham. <laughs> when pigs fly was literally what he said. <laughs> what? We're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna. I, like, I think I knew that somewhere deep in my brain, and that's why. Okay, so he liked. <laughs> see, I knew he liked turkeys. He liked to gobble, gobble them. I just broke Chelsea with that too. 
Because <laughs> my brain, like, my brain skipped over turkey. I think it, like, went turkey. Like, the word association just went really fast. <laughs> okay, that really killed me. <laughs> oh, God, I need some food, I guess. Wait. James, are you Christy? I don't know where James. he is. I'm a, he's Make a, Chelsea food. I don't think he's home yet. I think we're going to go get dinner. She's a I'm, drunk southern woman. I'm a drunk southern woman. And I need she some food. Needs food. Oh, good lord. It's the sweet revenge is good coming back. Lord. It is coming back. Not so sweet. Sweet tomorrow. Oof, yeah. <laughs> lord. We'll find out. Oof. Um, anyway, so. Well, where was I? There's an egg. And then they're talking about which bird Turkeys. represents America. Benjamin Franklin wants a turkey to represent America. He wants a turkey to represent America. Sorry, that's my chikaraf. That's my impression of a chikaraf, but it's also a turkey. Um, if you're a patron, you can see how fast my tongue moves. Um, and We, we digress. Um, and Jefferson wants a dove because it's beautiful and graceful. And Adams is like, no, it's the eagle. And Adams is the loudest person in the room, so he wins, right? Is he also bald? Is that why he wanted a bald eagle? No, he's got a powder wig on. I don't know what's underneath the powder wig, but they all like... Probably skin. Probably just skin. He's like, no, it's a bald eagle. And everybody's like, but a bald eagle's like a vulture kind of character, and they like eat other small birds. Um, Are you sure we want to be that? And he's like, yeah, it's a fucking eagle or nothing. And everybody's like, America, America, eagle, gotta be an eagle. And um, so there's that. Um, not a turkey. Um, I would have rather it be the turkey. That would be great. Uh, so anyway, on June 28th, which is actually, is that today? Is that the day we're recording? Today is June 28th, Emily. It is, no, today is the 27th. No, it's not. It's the, wait. It's the 27th. Oh, God damn it. Today's the 27th. Today's June 27th. Because there's a... 50% off or up to 50% off sale at Lily Pulitzer. Okay. Starts on the 28th. Well, and I got to hear all about that today. That sounds fan fucking fantastic. Good sense. Great. Anyway, June 28th, Hancock asks if there are any alterations to be offered to the declaration of independence. Um, and many delegates are like, yeah, I've got some ideas. And Edward Rutledge of South Carolina objects to a clause condemning the slave trade. He accuses the North colonies of hypocrisy as they also prosper from slavery through the triangle trade in the song Molasses to Rum. Who sailed the ships of the Boston laden with Bibles and rum? Who drinks a toast to the Ivory Coast? Pale Africa, the slavers have come. New England with Bibles and rum. Then it's off with the rum and the Bibles. Take on the slaves, clink, clink. Then a hail and farewell to the smell of the African coast. Molasses to rum to slaves. Isn't morals, tis money that saves. He's an asshole. 
Um, Rutledge leads a walkout with delegates from both Carolinas and Georgia. Of course, it would be both the Carolinas and Georgia. And the resolve of the other delegates is broken, and most of them also leave. And Adams' faith in himself is shaken. Rereading a, a dispatch from Washington, Adams, who is now alone, wonders, is anybody there? Through all the gloom, through all the gloom, I can see the rays of ravishing light and glory. Is anybody there? Does anybody care? Is anybody going to, like, help? Um... And so now we skip ahead. It is They probably did another blackout. I kind of skipped ahead. Um, it's July 2nd, and Hancock is calling for a vote on the Lee resolution. At this moment, Rodney and Thomas McKean return to Congress to assure that Delaware will vote in favor of independence. Um, Thompson calls on each delegation. So although Pennsylvania passes on their first call, the rest of the New England and Mid-Atlantic colonies vote in favor of independence, except for New York, who abstains. New York? What? Um, Rutledge again presses to have the slavery clause removed in exchange for the southern colonies voting in favor, <sighs> which is a lot, right? Um something I didn't even realize was discussed uh, during the signing of the Declaration of Independence. So I, I, I'm going to do more research on how accurate this is. But there were some discrepancies between what was actually discussed and what wasn't. And a lot of the things that were discussed were not actually you know, written down or disclosed because they were doing this all in secret anyway. Um, anyway, Franklin argues they must first win independence before there is any hope of abolishing slavery. And Jefferson reluctantly strikes the passage out of the Constitution or of the Declaration of Independence. So um, slavery is still a thing, as we know. Uh, North Carolina, South Carolina, and Georgia all vote yay on the, on the Declaration of Independence now. On Pennsylvania's second call, Dickinson is about to announce that his colony votes nay when Franklin requests that the declaration be polled, P-O-L-L-E-D, Franklin votes yay and Dickinson votes nay, leaving the decision vote in the hands of James Wilson. Wilson, all along, has subordinated himself to Dickinson. Yikes. Um, who is Pennsylvania. Um, leaving the decision vote in the hands of Oh, hold on. I just reread something. Uh, suddenly, fearing that he would be forever remembered as the man who prevented American independence, Wilson changes his vote and says, fuck you, Pennsylvania, and votes for independence. With 12 colonies voting in favor of independence, none against, and one colony abstaining, the resolution is unanimously passed. And did you know that New York abstained from voting? Did you know that, Emily? I didn't know that. I, I don't know if that's I true. Think, Is it true? I, I think I'm pretty sure it is true. Um, because New York was like the biggest port, right? 
Right. I feel like my my gut is saying like New York was not as like invested liberal. in independence. Yeah. I w- I mean I can Google it right now, but, but like, I feel like I don't know how accurate Hamilton is, of course, because I'm not a history teacher and it's been a long time since history classes and I'm not sure history is taught correctly anymore anyway after coming out of the Texas public school system. Um, Here, I found out. So the New York delegation abstained because they had not yet received instructions from Albany to vote for independence. So they didn't have... Fucking Albany? Like, they didn't have, like, the okay... Nobody cares about Albany anyway. It's so funny because it's also in the middle of summer. So like it should like snow is not going to keep them from going anywhere. Um, it's interesting, though. It, it's it, it, that's interesting. But also, like if you abstain if, for the listeners, if for some reason you don't know what that means, um, when you are in a voting situation, uh-huh. uh, there's something called quorum. And so you have to meet quorum to even have the meeting. Like and decorum? Then, um, no, just quorum. You have quorum. Huh. Um, decorum is like manners, but quorum is, you just, it's, it's the like, number. I can feel whelmed or like I can feel underwhelmed and overwhelmed. Can you ever just be whelmed? Oh my God. Thank you. You know what? Chelsea, Thank you. you can um, be whelmed. You can also be priggish. <laughs> priggish. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for using um, that. I, yeah, thank you. Uh, no, the so you're, you meet quorum, and then um, when you're voting, so you have like unanimous means everybody, uh, so everyone has to vote one way or the other. But you could also abstain, meaning that you have now taken your count out of the total. So it, let's say it was fifty fifty states, even though there wasn't fifty at that point. But okay, you have fifty states. If one state decides to abstain, now the uh, total has to come out of 49 states. Got um, it. So if it's more like major- majority, you have to have a certain percentage of those states actually vote. And then you have to have a certain percentage of those votes to, to sway it one way or the other. So sometimes when like you have for the 50 states, you have 27 votes one way and then 23 votes the other way. That's too close a count that they have to do a re-vote. Like, it wouldn't count. Got because it. Because it's not, a, the, the percentages don't, like, that's usually how it goes. Okay. Anyways, there's, hey. your, there's your educational moment. But if you Thank abstain, you. then like, that, that number goes down. So it might be like you're now counting that percentage out of, like, 40 states instead of 50. Okay. Thanks, New York. Thanks, Emily, for not abstaining from telling us information like that. I appreciate it. (laughs) No, I just feel like that's like, so, because I feel like if you didn't do student government or if you're not like really into, I I don't know, if you're not following it, yeah, you don't really, it's not something you really hear about. It's Robert's Rules of Order is usually like where we talk about this, which if you are in student government, if you're a high schooler looking to do government in college, um, I wanted so badly to be a parliamentarian for my student government, but I was just the secretary. Just the, the secretary. You get, to, you get to deal with money, right? I was my school's secretary. I mean, my class's secretary. No, I like I was communications. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. So I sat on the chair. I was on the board for communications at my school. Anyways. Gotcha. I'm almost done. We're going to get out of here on time. 
Um, Hancock proposed that no man be allowed to sit in Congress without signing the Declaration. Dickinson announced that he cannot, in good conscience, sign it. I can't do that. So there's two representatives from Pennsylvania, and you only need, like, one to agree. So Dickinson's the one that didn't agree. The other one was like, I don't want to hold everybody back, so I guess I'll agree. So anyway, Dickinson's the only asshole that's like, I don't want to... Anyway, thanks, Pennsylvania. Um, anyway, and still hopes for reconciliation with England. Dickinson is like the apologist, the Britain apologist. However, he resolves to join the army to fight for and defend the new nation. Adams leads Congress in a salute to Dickinson as he leaves the chamber. He's like, fuck you, Dickinson. Bye. So... On the evening of July 4th, McNair rings the Liberty Bell in the background Woo! as Thomas calls... I'm sorry. Yeah, Thomas. Mr. Thomas. Thomas? No, it's Jefferson. Sorry. Jeff. Thomas Jefferson calls each delegate to sign the declaration. The delegates freeze in position as the Liberty Bell rings to a fevered pitch. And there's actually a picture. I'm going to send it to you, Emily. There's an image... It's a painting. The 4th of July image. It's the 4th of July image. That's right. Why can't I copy and paste it into this? Why won't it let me? I'll just get it from your notes. Uh, yeah, it's in the notes. Um, in the book of the musical, Peter Stone refers to this famous painting by Edward Savage and Robert Edge Pine as a reference for how the actors need to pose in the final moment of the play. And then we're done. And that's all. Okay, bye. There's just like ringing of the Liberty Bell behind every person's name. And then it grows and grows and grows at the end. And it's just like this orchestration of ding. And then it rings out and then it's over. Mr. Secretary, is the declaration ready to be signed? It is. Very well. Call the roll. And that's... What the fuck? 1776. If, if you can find recordings of the Liberty Bell ringing at the end, that orchestration at the very end, it's, it's really cool. It's really fucking cool. Okay. New Hampshire, Dr. Josiah Bartlett. Massachusetts, Mr. John Adams. Rhode Island, Mr. Stephen Hopkins. Huh. Yeah, so that that's... Was a, that wasn't, it wasn't a lot, but it was like, I'm tired. That was a lot. It was a lot. And the Declaration of Independence took some time, and, you know, it happened. But, yeah, the Act 2 so songs, glad. Act 2 songs are The Egg, Molasses to Rum. There's a song called Compliments that wasn't in my notes. I don't know what it is. And then Is Anybody There? And then the finale has the ringing of the bell and the names being read. That's it. It should have just been a play. They didn't need to put music in it. I honestly am like, it's da, almost da, like a da, marketing da, da, plea da. to put music in it. Yep. I agree. They tried to make it a comedy Ugh. and like there's some dick jokes in there, but otherwise it's like, meh. Um, James is home. He's just being quiet back there because he, he, I texted him to say, hey, we're recording. He's just, he's home. He's being quiet in the back. Aw. Yeah. James. Um, make, hi, baby. Chelsea some food. 
Uh-huh. You know who's also our babies? You know who else is our babies? Yeah. It's our patrons. Our patrons are our babies. <laughs> I agree. If you want to join our patrons, you can join them at patreon.com slash wines and dolls, uh, where you can see me staring at Chelsea and giving her lots of encouragements As from I turn away red. From, the, from the mic. <laughs> As I turn very uh, red throughout this entire yeah. episode. There's a there's quite a there is like a backlog of stuff so if you get on there there's stuff to see um but if you like to support us in other ways you can support us um by pressing subscribe subscribe anywhere you're listening to this podcast and if you're on apple Podcasts or spotify please scroll down and press the furthest star to the right and leave us a review lovely yes that would be great um leave us a review awesome we would love reviews i think we were giving out um stickers before we took our little hiatus so i have if you want one of those i have buttons we also have buttons yeah chelsea loves buttons i love um buttons. so yes like tina so yes leave us a review that'd be lovely and you can always uh follow us on the social medias at wines and dolls or send us an email at wines and dolls at gmail.com or just go to our website at wines and dolls.com hopefully my domain has renewed i'm gonna go check and with that i'm chelsea i'm emily and this has been wines and dolls Woo!